In 2009, I was invited to appear on the Oprah Winfrey Show as a menopause expert to counter the other menopause expert, actress-turned-author Suzanne Summers. Suzanne was promoting her best-selling book, The Sexy Years, and she sat right next to Oprah on the stage. I was relegated to the audience to be called on to respond to Suzanne's unsubstantiated statements about the safety and efficacy of compounded hormone therapy. I was warned by many of my colleagues not to do it, but never one to listen to good advice, I forged ahead. In retrospect, I now understand why far more women are taking the advice of celebrities than the advice of medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, a gynecologist, best-selling author, and a nationally recognized menopause expert. When it comes to menopause, midlife, and what comes after, I'm betting you've not gotten a lot of information from your own doctor. If women are given good information, they'll make good choices. And I'm here to give you the inside information. The Oprah experience was interesting, to say the least, but the most striking part was the hostility of the audience, which was packed with Suzanne Summers' devotees. Every single woman in the audience glared at me during the 90-minute taping. As a board-certified academic physician, I was the enemy. I remember thinking, why are they so angry at me? I only want to give them accurate scientific information on how to navigate their way through a difficult perimenopause and menopause. I wasn't anti-hormone, and I naively thought that women would be happy to know about the availability of safe, effective, commercially available bioidentical hormone therapy that was covered by their insurance. Why did they have such faith in Suzanne Summers with her dubious experts and her unsubstantiated pseudoscience? Well, now I understand why. It's because their own doctors were not helping them. Fast forward 10 years. The situation has not changed, except the new generation of perimenopausal celebrity women are now the likes of Gwyneth Paltrow, who has gone beyond promoting a jade egg and genital steaming for vaginal health and is doling out medical advice and selling menopause products on her Goop website. For the low, low price of $90 a month, Madam Ovary supplements claim not only to alleviate symptoms of perimenopause, but also, bonus, support thyroid health and reduce stress-related fatigue. In a recent interview, Ms. Paltrow gave her candid response to how she's dealt with menopause in response to a fan's question. Quote, I can't deal. Someone help me and all us ladies, good Lord. Well, of course she can't deal with her menopause symptoms. She's using a jade egg, vaginal steaming, and madam ovary supplements instead of things that actually work. You want help, Gwyneth? I'll give you help. Start by listening to my podcasts. You would have thought that hot flashes and vaginal dryness didn't exist before Gwyneth Paltrow and other celebrities decided it was time to do something about their own struggles with insomnia and painful sex. I've been screaming for the last decade about the fact that menopause affects 100% of women. I've been writing and talking about safe and effective solutions. I've been begging editors and producers that I've worked with to educate women that hot flashes aren't just about quality of life, but also about length of life. TV shows didn't want to mention it. Magazines, not interested. But suddenly it's front and center. What's driving this new embracement of midlife isn't because suddenly the people in charge care about aging women. It's because celebrities and other savvy entrepreneurs have realized there's money to be made, a lot of money. These big names act like they're educating women, but what they're really doing is selling billions of dollars of products that, for the most part, are worthless. 
The menopause websites that are popping up may seem like they're out to give you good information, and some of them do. I mean, I want to be fair. Some menopause websites give very good information, and there is a positive side to celebrities talking about menopause. We live in a world where an aging woman is a less valuable woman, not just in Hollywood, but in the boardroom and in the bedroom. Take your typical 60-year-old single guy. He's far more likely to be dating someone his daughter's age than his own age, why? Well, for starters, because he can. But it also comes down to the idea that once a woman is over 50, she's simply no longer sexy or sexual. So I'm grateful to beautiful, smart, accomplished celebrities being open about the fact that they're menopausal and so worthy of being cast as women who are desirable and desired. Remember the episode in Sex and the City when PR executive Samantha, played by Kim Cattrall, explains why she's taking hormones? Quote, I'm leading the way through the menopause maze, no hot flashes, no mood swings, and my sex drive is right back to where it was, end quote. Samantha did more to promote the safety and efficacy of hormone therapy than any pharmaceutical company ever has. And it wasn't just about remaining youthful and sexy. She had a business to run. But more important, she started a conversation, a very public conversation, a conversation in which not only was it okay to talk about menopause, but it was important to talk about what to do about the symptoms. So I think it's great that Naomi Watts, Michelle Obama, Stacey London, Cynthia Nixon, and Angelina Jolie, along with other celebrities, are open and forthright about their menopause journeys and how they've embraced their post-menopause selves. But for every person giving good information, for every person who tells a menopause story that resonates with women everywhere, for every site with evidence-based accurate information, there's someone selling bogus lotions and potions that promise to lubricate your vagina and get rid of your flashes. It's not just celebrities that are doling out crazy information and medical advice. The internet is inundated with menopause influencers some with an MD after their name, who authoritatively provide information on everything from hot flashes to curing cancer, often while dancing to upbeat music and dramatically pointing to a few words of text. Most menopause clinicians, however, are not found on Instagram, but are in their offices taking care of patients where they spend an inordinate amount of valuable office time debunking social media myths. There was an old New Yorker cartoon with a picture of a doctor's exam room and a sign on the wall saying, Thank you for not mentioning Dr. Oz. Well, that sign could now be replaced with one that says, thank you for not mentioning TikTok. As an example, if you spend any time on TikTok, Facebook, or Instagram, you may have come across the term hormone balancing, as in five signs your hormones need to be balanced or six foods that will balance out of whack hormones. There have been more than 300 million views of hashtag hormone balancing on TikTok alone. It sounds like a public health emergency. You may have even been tempted to purchase a product or change your diet and attempt to get your rogue hormones back on track. Let me be clear. There is no such thing as, quote, hormone balancing, end quote. Hormone balancing is not a medical term. There are no scientific studies that address hormone balancing, and there are no classes in medical school on the topic of hormone balancing. It's a made-up term. The concept of hormone balancing is nothing more than, again, a strategy to sell useless products and concoctions. 
It's also a strategy for influencers, not a real job, to get millions of views when they convincingly and emphatically advise that eating massive amounts of broccoli and blueberries will give you happy hormones. And yes, there are people that have a legitimate MD after their name that participate in this hoax to sell their own products and gain followers. Look, humans produce over 50 types of hormones that are regulated by a complex biologic system. One can certainly supplement or replace hormones such as estrogen, testosterone, insulin, or thyroid, but these levels are not influenced by food or nutraceuticals. Likewise, testing your hormones to determine if they're out of balance is generally useless. Take estrogen, for example. If you're premenopausal or perimenopausal, your estrogen levels rise and fall during a normal menstrual cycle and then fluctuate unpredictably during perimenopause. Your estrogen levels will be an accurate measure of your hormones at 2 p.m. on Tuesday when your blood was drawn, but may be completely different one week later. One random level is not a reliable indication of the total picture. If you're postmenopause and not taking hormone therapy, I don't need a blood test to determine that your estrogen and progesterone levels are zero. And eating carrots or drinking maca will not change those hormone levels, help you lose weight, or help your vaginal dryness and recurrent urinary tract infections. So yet another example of if it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. The information out there is truly scary. And some of the doctors who have the largest number of followers also disseminate the largest amount of disinformation. Likewise, the doctor who's a best-selling author giving advice on everything from supplements to surgery is not necessarily doling out accurate information. And as someone who's appeared on TV hundreds and hundreds of times, I can tell you that just because someone is featured on a national show doesn't mean they have expertise. Sometimes it just means they're good on TV. Entrepreneurial anti-aging physicians also self-promote as the hormone experts. They say they're board certified, but it's not a true medical board that provides this certification, but rather a business that grants certification along with a very impressive looking diploma based on a weekend or online course. But nonetheless, these anti-aging docs will take your saliva, blood, and money and sell you customized compounded hormone pellets, lozenges, injections, and creams. Since the FDA does not regulate hormones from compounding pharmacies, they can make whatever claims they want. So they tell women what they want to hear, namely that compounded hormones have fewer risks, fewer side effects, and are more effective than identically structured commercially produced hormones. There's no scientific evidence to prove that claim, and we have good evidence to the contrary. Some promoters of compounded hormones claim that their products reverse aging and prevent cancer. While women generally distrust the pharmaceutical industry, which is legally obligated to back up its claims, do testing and report all safety risks and negative findings, sometimes to the extreme, the general population seems to have little problem trusting companies that have no such efficacy or safety standards. This, combined with aggressive advertising and misleading marketing, has resulted in women believing that compounded products are safer than commercial products. Today, at least 30% of women, and these numbers are going up, choose unregulated compounded hormones. Now, to be fair, compounded hormone therapy in many cases is just as effective as commercial bioidentical hormones. However, compounded hormone therapy has never been proven to be safer. And in fact, there is data that shows that the use of compounded hormones, especially pellets, may increase the risk of medical problems, including 
uterine cancer, opposed to standard therapy, which actually decreases the risk. Suzanne Summers herself underwent a hysterectomy because of bleeding from an abnormal buildup of potentially precancerous uterine tissue. I get into the details about compounding hormones and the industry in episode 35, Compounding Hormones, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Long before TikTok and the internet, there have been savvy entrepreneurs who've taken advantage of women who were desperately looking for solutions for hot flashes and sleep disturbances. In the 1870s, Lydia Pinkham's vegetable compound was sold by roving salesmen, the 1870 equivalent of goop. But in defense of Lydia Pinkham, in 1870, there really wasn't anything else to offer. In spite of safe options that actually work, otherwise smart, informed women continue to turn to unproven or unsafe remedies from untrustworthy sources. But unlike when I sat in Oprah's studio 10 years ago, now I understand why. It's simple. Women turn to actresses, pop websites, and anti-aging hormone specialists because their own doctors are not helping them. Let's start with the fact that most women rarely bring up symptoms of menopause with their healthcare clinicians. Studies show that most women are waiting for their doctor to bring it up. And then when he or she doesn't, they assume it's because there's no safe treatments or they figure their symptoms are simply a normal part of aging, which must be accepted. Okay, so why don't doctors bring it up? Well, it's often said that physicians and other healthcare clinicians don't bring up menopause because they don't know it's important to their patients, or maybe because they don't have time during a typical annual visit, or in some cases, they truly but falsely believe hormone therapy to be dangerous or undesirable. But here's the real truth. Most healthcare clinicians don't bring up hot flashes, vaginal dryness, and brain fog for one reason. The majority have no idea how to help you. More likely than not, the person who may have delivered your babies, provided contraception, and performed your annual gynecologic exam doesn't know much of anything about the evaluation, treatment, or consequences of menopause. One of the reasons that few gynecologists have expertise or interest in menopause is that during medical school and residency, there's very little or no exposure. Menopause is not a subspecialty like fertility or gynecologic oncology. That means there's no specific training program offered after residency. Rather, menopause is what we call an area of interest. In every field, many doctors have specific areas of interest. A neurologist may be the world's expert on seizure disorders, but not know a lot about stroke. A dermatologist may be a psoriasis guru, but have little experience, expertise, or interest in hair loss. And your OBGYN may have an incredible expertise about twin pregnancies and preterm labor, but treats women with vaginal atrophy maybe a few times a year. Medical students receive, at best, one lecture on menopause. During residency, most primary care specialties, such as internal medicine and family practice, receive almost no training unless they seek it out. But even OBGYN residents are usually left to their own devices to learn about menopause and hormone therapy. This month, a study was published that specifically looks at residency training in menopause. Unlike things like high-risk obstetrics, gynecologic oncology, fertility, and other areas in OBGYN, there is no standardized menopause curriculum during the four-year residency. According to this study that was just published, only one-third of OBGYN residency programs have a menopause curriculum of any kind. A menopause curriculum may consist of a couple of lectures, or it may just be assigned reading material. 100% 
of surveyed OBGYN residency program directors stated that their curriculum consisted of five or less lectures per year. Two-thirds of them offer only one to two lectures a year. Only 29% give residents the option to rotate through a menopause clinic. But two-thirds of training programs in OBGYN, including the best programs out there, have nothing, not one lecture, not one assigned reading, not one rotation through a menopause clinic, nothing. And that's for OBGYN the menopause experts. No wonder your doctor doesn't bring up your hot flashes. When I founded the Northwestern Medicine Center for Sexual Medicine and Menopause in 2017, I expected residents to be beating down the doors to spend time in our clinic. The women certainly were. We were fully booked with a waiting list the day we opened our doors. To date, I've not had one OBGYN resident spend more than a few hours. Many have expressed an interest, but the rigorous requirements fulfilling obstetric hours, surgery, and other clinic rotations doesn't allow for time in a menopause clinic. Also, keep in mind, most women over age 45, they don't even see a gynecologist anymore. If they see any healthcare professional, it's generally an internist or family doctor. And we know that internal medicine and family medicine get even less formal training in menopause than OBGYN residents. And this explains why your primary care doctor, with rare exception, almost never talks about menopause. So, of course, women are going to take the advice of celebrities. I don't blame women from seeking out help from these self-proclaimed experts. Their own doctors haven't offered solutions. One woman told me that she trusted actresses because actresses have a lot of money and they can afford to get good medical care and advice, which they in turn share with their fans. Interesting logic, but not true. Women can expect to live almost half their lives after they've stopped producing estrogen. And currently there are almost 60 million women who are peri or postmenopause in the United States. For some, the impact of menopause is profound, not only in terms of symptoms such as hot flashes, brain fog, insomnia, vaginal dryness, and loss of libido, but also long-term consequences on bone health, cardiovascular disease, and cognitive function. Yet in spite of this, only 6% of women are given treatment options for vaginal dryness and sexual pain. Less than 10% receive any medication to alleviate hot flashes, and only a handful of women even have a menopause discussion with their doctors. Until menopause medicine becomes a priority, physicians who are interested in menopause are left to their own device. I certainly was. I became a menopause expert by going to a ton of conferences, exhaustively reading journal articles, and becoming active in the North American Menopause Society, where I hung out and learned from other menopause experts. There's a lot more I have to say on this topic, including how to find a menopause expert. It's all in episode 46, finding a menopause clinician who will listen. I'd like to say we've come a long way since Lydia Pinkham convinced women that her elixir would solve their problems. But sadly, many women continue to rely on misinformation from profit-motivated actresses, influencers, and entrepreneurs, despite the availability of safe, effective solutions. Women deserve better. We have to do better. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, and thank you for joining me. You will find lots more information in my Inside Information books available on Amazon.com. And follow Francie as she navigates her way through vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and pretty much every menopausal symptom you can think of.
Sometimes I feel blue She helped me see the light Now I'm sleeping through the night I find 